Thanks, Dad. Yes, I have a Kleenex in my pocket because I got jacked up that first service too. Wow. Hey, I'm serious. Mm. What would happen? Ooh, this is bonus time. You guys all right? What would happen if we just gave a fraction of effort towards things that are right, honorable, noble, and true just a fraction of the time that we would let our mind go towards things that are not. Let's be difference makers. Can we do that? Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's make this land great again. It's not, that's not a slogan to wear on a ball cap. Let's, let's just put action to that. Can we do that? I love Memorial Day. It's a great reminder. Mm. Let's preach. Y'all ready? You know, we talk a lot today about this thing called the victorious Christian life. In fact, if I were to ask, how many of you would love to live a victorious Christian life? Everyone said, man, that's me. Sign me up for that. I'm all for that. As long as we truly understand what that really means to live in victory. In fact, I'm all for that as long as we understand. We've been looking at this apostle by the name of Paul um, over the last few weeks in this series entitled Get Up. Paul understood what real victory was. And and, and for some of us, Paul's view of, of, of Christian victory might just be a little bit different than what we think of. Sometimes when I hear people talk about victory, it, it sounds like they want some sort of, a, of an experience that, that's going to deliver them from, from the trials and struggles of life. They, they, they somehow want to just be lifted to a higher plane or, or a higher life that's somehow going to preserve them from trouble. Hey, listen, spoiler alert, life doesn't work that way. In fact, is there any one of us in this room today that can say, you know, over, over the years that I've been alive, I've yet to experience a setback, a struggle, a difficult moment, a mountain to climb at any point in my life. Is there anyone here or watching online? No, you see, that's what we all have in common. That's real life, isn't it? But, but I'm just concerned that too many people in fact, I'm concerned that even too many people within the church, that they, they, they want life to somehow be like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World. You know what I'm talking about? You, you, you float along in a little boat and these pirates jump out with swords and sabers and spears and, 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 and they're threatening you. They're gonna get you with those things, but you know that this is Disney and Disney surely would not want any bloodshed in their ride. And you're protected. You know that they really can't come close to you. It's called a thrill ride. It spooks you. It excites you. But you know that surely you're going to be safe and sound as you float in a boat. You're never really in danger. Listen, life isn't that way, is it? Let me encourage you with something this morning. Life is hard. (laughs) And there is danger around every corner. And so when when you read the words of the Apostle Paul and when he talks about this thing called the victorious life, listen, Paul's view of victory means 
things like this. He would probably, if he were here today, say to us, hey, listen, when, when I think of victory, he would say, yes, I, I face trouble every day. And, and sometimes I despair of my own life. I, I'm constantly under pressure. And, and, and there are times in which I'm confused. There are times in which people attack me. Hey, sometimes guys, listen, I get knocked down by life. He would say those things. But you know what also he would say? He would say, but that's when the power of Christ shows up to help me the most. Although I'm beaten up, although I'm perplexed, I'm in trouble, I'm hunted down, although people are against me, woo! those are the times in which I feel a presence within me that is none other than the spirit of the living Christ. And he shows up to help me in my time of need. Can any of you ever relate to what Paul is saying right here? Paul would say it is victory through the trouble. Not, not victory apart from the trouble, but it's victory through the trouble. That's the message that we need to hear today. I, I love reading um, Paul's writings. Do you read the Bible? It's a few of you do. The rest of you will catch on at some point. That's great. But the Bible is loaded with a ton of great stuff. And I love the writings of Paul because Paul sometimes uses these incredible metaphors. He uses these illustrations that really help an, an ex-athlete. I say ex, I'm an ex-athlete, but he uses, he paints pictures that are easy for me to understand like boxing metaphors, right? Are you with me? Sometimes, sometimes he talks about, about running. I don't get that so much. Somebody said, hey, why didn't you run track? And I simply tell them, running in circles makes me dizzy. DB, fast, bro. But I love these metaphors. And, and, and Paul uses these, th- this metaphor in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, that I think gives us a vivid picture of this thing called the Christian life. He says, I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just out here shadow boxing. Paul says there's a purpose with every step, every time he runs and takes a step, there's a purpose for that step. He's not just out here just, just boxing the air. Today, as we wrap up this Get Up series, I wanna share with you some, some reminders today about this thing called life. And, and, and before you write me off and before you check out and before you slip out to beat the Methodist to hungry horse today, I want to encourage you with, with some words of scripture. You know, the Bible is loaded with great promises. It is loaded with incredible truth that if you'll just take the time to read them, I'm telling you, I believe it will see you through this thing called life. That's why we're carving out some time starting June the 4th to read the Bible through in 90 days. You can start right now. You don't have to wait till June the 4th. You, you, you can read right now. Uh, but I wanna share with you some realities today that we're gonna face in life. So before you leave, let me just discourage you a little bit. Number one, you will get hit. You, 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 you will get hit. Now, oftentimes we don't see it coming. It could be a health crisis. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be an employment shakeup. It could be the betrayal of a friend. It could be some other form of persecution. Sometimes these hits that we take, these blows we take in life, sometimes they're things that maybe we're aware of. And, and sometimes they may be some things that just started out as, as something small, nothing great. Maybe something that seemed a little bit temporary, but what happens oftentimes, man, we get hit and then it morphs from, from this little hill that we thought we could navigate to this mountain that seems insurmountable, right? Remember my great friend, scholar and theologian, Mike Tyson said this. 
We all have a plan until we get punched in the face, right? And you guys know what it's like to get punched in the face. There are some things in life that we just feel like, hey, we can handle this. I got this. We're good. But man, it just, it's like a, a volcano in Hawaii. It just keeps erupting and getting worse and worse and worse. Am I talking to anybody? So here's the reality of it today. I'm gonna encourage you. I'm, this, I'm just, I love lifting your spirits. The question is not whether you will find yourself in a battle, but it's when will you find yourself in a battle? And life right now might be a Pirates of the Caribbean float in a boat type experience, a thrill ride for you right now. But you better batten down the hatches because it's not a matter of if you're gonna get hit, but it's a matter of when you will get hit. James chapter one, verse two Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I don't know if this writer really understands my life. When struggles or difficulties or, or, or trials come my way, I'm supposed to consider it joy? Come on, is that anybody in here? Just bring on the setback. Just hit me harder. No, how do you consider it joy? Well, Paul would go on and he, he says that he would say that it's a privilege for us as believers to face struggles and difficulties and setbacks. In Philippians 1, he says, for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but you've also been given the privilege of suffering for him. Wow, doesn't that make you want to run to Jesus right now, the altar? Yeah, suffering, a privilege in suffering? Now don't check out, stay with me, are you with me? Say, I am, stay with me today. We, we remember, all of us can remember those times in which we've just been clocked, we've been hit in the face. Some of us may be even still reeling from that moment. We might still find ourselves recovering. Listen, we have an enemy that specializes in sucker punches. And he schemes how he's gonna execute those punches. He's looking for those opportune times to step into your life and just bam, out of nowhere, hit you with a blow that he thinks is gonna lay you out for the count of 10. Let me just remind you of something today. There is nothing that touches us apart from the sovereign permission of the Lord. And here's what I mean by that. These sucker punches or these blows in life that, that the enemy has dealt you to, to knock you out for the count. Listen, the, the Lord has a way of using those times for his purposes and for our good. Let me rewind the tape so you catch that. The Lord has a way of using those times for his purposes and our good. See, there's a reason that he tells us to remain fully clothed in his armor. You must put on the armor of God daily, right? Listen, there are forces that are positioned against you. They are shooting fiery arrows at you all the time. And there will be times that you will, number one, you will get hit. Number two, if I've not encouraged you already, let me tell you this, you will go down. You're, 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 you're going to go down. 
You see, sometimes we are hit with such force that we are knocked down. Life hits us hard. The effect of that is, is, is tantamount. It's like throwing us face down on the ground and pinning us there. For some of you listening today, whether in person or online, listen, the circumstances that you're going through right now, they are devastating. It's painful. It hurts so bad. And try as you might, that, 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 that moment... I know that we're supposed to rejoice when we suffer trials of many kind. We just read that. But, but, but listen, sometimes, let's just be honest, it's hard to find a little joy and, and hope to grab onto when you're down and out, right? It's difficult. We've been looking at this passage of Scripture that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4. He says, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We're perplexed but we're not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get what? Not down, but we're not destroyed. And I love these words. We rejoice because of Christ. We're not crushed, despairing, forsaken, or destroyed. We're we're not those things because of who? Because of Christ. You see, for the sake of Christ, we may find ourselves sometimes pressed on every side. For the sake of Christ, sometimes we might be perplexed. We might even feel hunted down. We might even feel knocked down. Peter goes on in, 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 in 1 Peter 4 to drive this reality home when he says, he joins the fun. He says, hey, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Listen, all of us in life, we have this in common. We will face difficulties, struggles, fiery moments. The, the ordeal is real and it does come upon you. It packs a knockout punch. Remember, that's the enemy's goal. His goal is to devour you. The enemy's goal is to take you down. The enemy's goal for someone this morning that finds himself down and out, you know what he wants more than anything? He wants you to stay there. He wants you to feel worthless, hopeless. The pain is too great. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna wither away. That's what he wants to do. His goal is to destroy you. But can I tell you what the Lord's goal is? His goal is to grow us in faith and trust and endurance. So listen, you will get hit. You will go down. Ah, but let me help somebody out this morning. You can get up. Remember remember what we've been saying. It's not the knockdown that defines you, but it's the get up that does. We've been talking about God's looking for some get uppity type of people in this house. He's looking for some people that when these blows come, you're going to get hit, you're going to go down. He's going to look for some people that will get back up. You know, you, you, you know when you're hit hard and knocked to the ground, it feels like there is no hope. It feels like your strength is all gone. The bruises of hurt and heartache and the pain oftentimes keep so many of us pinned to the ground. The enemy celebrates that. He's like the boxer standing over in the other corner while you're laying on the mat and he's celebrating that. He's won the victory. He's, th- he's, he's thinking it's over. But I want you to remember these words, but the Lord is faithful. But the Lord is faithful. And I want you to know that he has given us powerful truths to hold on to when we're down. He's given us some truths that I believe from his word will help us get back up again. Can I share some of those with you real quick? Anybody afraid of the Bible? 
Listen to what it says to you, 1 John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Come on, I learned that when I was a little boy. Hey, listen, there was a trifecta in my home when I was a little boy growing up in the Brown home. Every Sunday morning, this was the routine. I woke up and after I, I brushed my teeth and kind of combed my hair a little bit, I used to have hair, but when I used to, I would walk into the living room and watch David and Goliath. Come on, anybody from the Lutheran church? The Lutheran church, praise Jesus, gave us David and Goliath, those claymation figures of a little boy and his dog. And long before veggie tales, long before I learned scripture through some vegetables, I learned through David and Goliath, a boy and his dog. Amen. As if that wasn't enough, what came on in my home, this is before I ever went to church. Oh, man, I was having church up in the house because I would then watch Oral Roberts. Woo-hoo! Come on, wait, get that hanky out and wave that right now. And every Oral Roberts episode started with the Oral Roberts singers and they would sing this song that gave me great strength and courage as a little boy. They'd sing these words to 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody. Greater is he. In fact, I think they have, there's some, there's some logos on cars that I see now that say greater, the, that algebra thing, greater is he. You know what I'm saying? What, is that algebra something weird? Yeah, I wasn't so good in math. I wasn't so good in English or science either, but that's okay. You guys give grace, don't you? Come on, anybody failures in the house today? Come on, we can get up by the grace of God. Amen, praise Jesus. Then I'd go to church, but I'd already have church with Davy and Oral, you know, and then we go and just icing on the cake. You see, here's the reality for someone that feels down and out today. If you are in Christ, there is all the power in the world that you need to get up when you're not down. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm still going to get hit. And I'm still going to get knocked down, but ooh, I got some uppity get up in me. The power of Christ in me. Look what he says in Romans 8, 39. There is no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Whoo! Listen, Christ himself will perfect. He will confirm. He will strengthen and establish us, even after maybe we've suffered for a little while. Because I said yes to Jesus at the age of nine years old does not mean that my life has been immune from difficulties and hardships and setbacks. But even though I've suffered for a little while, look what the word of the Lord says in 1 Peter 5.10, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by the means of Christ Jesus, so that after you have suffered for a little while, he will restore, he will support and strengthen you. And look what he's gonna do. He will place you on a what? A firm foundation. You see, even this, being hit so hard that we're knocked to the ground. I believe that God can take that moment and work it for good in your life. Someone here right now needs to hear that because you feel like you're, you're being, you're counted out and that you're done. Mm -mm. Can I just remind you what it says in Romans 8, 28? And we know that God causes everything to work together for what? For what? 
Come on, he causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So you will get hit. You will be knocked down, but you can get back up. You know, you need to remember that Jesus was hit, was knocked down, and the enemy thought that he'd won the victory, right? But Jesus had some get upness in him as well, and he rose back up from that grave. Remember, the enemy was rejoicing. The enemy thought that he had finally taken care of his arch nemesis, but we know that Jesus rose on that third day. And let me just remind you, listen here today, the same power that raised him from the dead is at work in us who believe him. For those of us who believe in him, that same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. You see, we get up because we've been given this gracious gift of eternal life. And what we endure in this life, I'm telling you, it cannot compare to the glory that will come. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, for our present troubles are small. And how long are they gonna last? Not very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Hey, for those of you that are down and out today and facing a difficult time, can I just let you know something? You don't have to stand at it alone. You don't have to battle the enemy toe-to-toe on your own. There is a God who is mighty in power that fights for us. We have clothed ourselves in his armor and we stand firm. Although we may be knocked down, the truth is that he is there with you today and he is upholding you with his hand. Don't take my word for it. Look what the psalmist writes in Psalm 37. Though they stumble, they never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. Aren't you thankful that we have a God in heaven? I wonder if Buddha's doing that for his people. I wonder if Allah's doing that for his people today. I wonder if they're standing there hand in hand with their people. I wonder if they're giving, I wonder if, if, if Harry Krishna, is it Hira, Harry, whatever. I wonder if he is standing there ready today. I wonder if any other false prophet is standing with their people today ready to lift them up. Come on, that's the God in heaven that I worship today. He's been there, he's done it for me. That's why I dance like a banshee down front every week. Because I know that if my God is for me, who can be against me? Somebody better shout right now. Paul uses this boxing theme, but he also uses this running theme. Listen, the enemy thinks you're down and out and you're done with. No, you get back up and you continue to run. Look what Paul says to Timothy. This is Paul's last epistle he wrote. He's about to be martyred for his faith. And Paul writes these words. He says, Timothy, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. Hey, listen, I don't know if you run, but most of the time when you are running a race, you run to win. Or, 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 or you run a race also to, to finish the race, right? In, in the same way, this thing called the Christian life, listen, it's not enough to just simply start to run a race. We have to finish the race too. And there are gonna be times in which you stumble. Do you remember the movie Chariots of Fire? Eric Liddell, the main character, 
He fell in the most important race of his life. He was hurt, he was discouraged, but he got up again and he continued to run. He finished the race, he even won it. Listen, in this thing called life, especially for those of us that are followers of Jesus Christ, we will stumble and we will fall. But even when we stumble, even when we fall, we still can get back up and run. Are you with me today? You can still win. It's not over till it's over. Come on, somebody. Or maybe you've been discouraged and something has happened to maybe set you back. Listen, it's not too late to get up and start running again. You see, all who believe in Jesus have a great hope and a promise. And so my question for you today is, do you know Jesus? Do do, do you know him? Hey, God works together all things for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Do you know Jesus? Have you trusted him? Hey, have you placed your life into the hands of the one who died on the cross and rose from the dead? Hey, listen, would you today put your life in his hands? And I'm telling you, all will be well. It's not gonna be perfect and it's not gonna be without struggle and difficulty, but I'm telling you, in the end, all is well. And maybe for someone that's watching or listening today, maybe just perhaps the Lord is using the hardships that you find yourself in today. Maybe he's using those hardships in your life to to draw you back to him at at this very moment. (laughs) And if so, here's my simple advice to you this morning. Run to the cross. Would you just simply today run to the cross of Jesus Christ? Would you run and lay hold of Jesus Christ? Would, 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 you, would you turn your life over to the one who loved you and gave himself completely for you? Would you trust him completely today as your Lord and Savior? Is that you today? I'm gonna ask you to stand with me today. Because for some of you, you feel like your situation is hopeless. I want to remind you of these words that Isai is about to start singing now, that a miracle can happen. Ministry team, come make yourselves available today because some miracles are about to break loose in this place. You feel like, you're, you feel like you, you're, you're hopeless, but I'm telling you, a miracle can happen now. A miracle can take place. You feel like you're down and out. The enemy's rejoicing over you right now, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the spirit of the Lord is here. And he's a miracle working God. Do you believe that? Come on, someone here today, maybe you're facing a difficult time and you say, hey, would somebody just pray with me right now and encourage me? Hey, I I, I need some help. I'm telling you, the miracle working God is present with you today. He's here. A miracle can happen now. You're not done. There's a life ahead of you. The Father wants to step into your situation and work a miracle. What the enemy thought would destroy you, come on, he stands ready to deliver you and set you free from that. Hey, maybe there's some people here in this room and you know the Lord. I want you to rest in this truth that whether you live or whether you die, no matter what happens today, no matter what happens tomorrow, You you might live another 50 years. You might live just another 24 hours. It doesn't matter because all things are in the Father's hands. Miracle working God. 
Father, today I wanna pray for that person. I wanna pray for that person in this house, Father, that feels like they've been dealt a blow that they cannot get back up from. For the person that's watching us today online, God, that's going through a difficulty, a setback, and they feel like they are down for the count, I pray that they would understand right now, God, that you stand ready to lift them up, pick them up, dust them off and put them back in the race. You're not done, God. Your word says, yes, I know the plans I have for you. But God, your word also says that there's an incredible future and a hope. There's a promise for us. And God, I pray that we'd get up. I pray that we'd run to the cross of Jesus. That we would understand that that Jesus is greater. There is no one higher. There is no one greater. There is no one like our God. And that God stands ready to help us get back up. Fathers, we leave this place today. And as your spirit continues to do a great work up front and as others will continue to come, God, may we go in the power and the strength knowing that if God is for us, who can be against us? We live in victory. In the powerful name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. Thank you, you're dismissed.